This week on Out Now with Aaron and Abe, we're talking The Rental and Relic. Ooh, scary. Wait a minute, I forgot my introduction. We are now recording, and this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and Abe is unfortunately not here. He got held up at work. But Out Now is a film podcast where Abe and I discuss new movies weekly. We dig into movies via most explorer review, sometimes the occasional commentary track, and other fun movie topics. This is episode 413, 413, and this week we're doing another double episode. We're talking The Rental and Relic. Not to be confused with The Relic, but in fact, just Relic. And um, joining me to discuss <laughs> both of these films, we have from Joe Blow and co-host and co-creator of Sound Scary, available on Viddy. At his Airbnb, the jacuzzi always works. It's Jimmy O. No, I thought it was Abe tonight. I was going to be Abe. I was going to be pretend to be Abe. I actually, that's what I was going to do. Your Abe hey, impressions. how are you doing? It's been a while. Yeah, oh hey, yeah, it's been a minute. It's been a long time. It's been a while. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, no, glad to... And in that Airbnb, you know. Yeah, exactly. Well, and, you know, whatever else has been going on. But um, no, glad to have you here. Glad to, glad to get you on. Talk about some horror movies, too, for a change. Usually we save those for October. Um, I know. But uh, here I know. we are. So I say, that's what, you know, I've been... I've been loving that. I've been we've had a few uh, extra horror films this year. It's been kind of nice. It's uh, it seems like the because of the lack of things, the attention has certainly gone to like IFC and Shutter and whatnot for these new releases that would normally not get as much attention as they do. But like here we are thinking like The mm-hmm. Wretched's one of the biggest hits of the summer. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, glad to have I still you. Still need here. to see that, by the way. You haven't oh, seen cool. Wretched yet? Thank you. Thank you. You no, I haven't seen it yet. I, I I've been a little busy lately. I hear, I hear you. I I I don't <laughs> begrudge anyone that hasn't seen certain <laughs> movies given this year. Uh, but I think you did. <laughs> I think you dig the wretched. It, it's got a cool uh, fright night vibe that I I, I enjoyed. Okay. Is it is it, it where is it? That? Is that Shutter or is that just uh, you have to pay to watch? It's yeah. It's VOD. I think it was. I think it was another IFC <laughs> movie. Yeah. Um. But yeah. You got to yeah pay to watch. So. Anyway, damn it. We got we got two other movies <laughs> that you have to pay to watch right now this week that we're going to talk about. <laughs> but um exactly, let's, exactly. Let's go over some show notes real. Actually, first off, Jimmy, you I, I mentioned in the in your introduction here, you're the co-host and co-creator of Sound Scary. Do you want to explain what that is? Yeah. For sure. Uh it's a you know, I've been I I'm a huge music fan and I was I've been kind of, you know, I I'm really good friends with uh my buddy over uh Nick Groff over at Viddy Space and you know him from Ghost Adventures, uh-huh. Paranormal Lockdown. I mean, he's he's he this is the guy to know for Paranormal. Uh he and his one of the most awesome people I know, Elizabeth Saint, started a a streaming site. Uh, it's called Biddy Space, where they show horror, paranormal, cryptids, anything you want to know. Uh, and it's all original content. It's really cool stuff. And I, you know, I, I actually was a judge at a film festival they had last summer, and I, I was talking to them about putting together a show. And I got with my buddy, who I, I've done a few things with, and we worked together on a uh, show for Joe Blow called uh, Where uh, Where Where They Made That. I think what, what that's what it was called. I always get the title wrong as a joke. Now I never can remember. I can never actually remember the name. Uh-huh. So we, we got together. We decided we put together the show called Sound Scary. And it's been um, it's an extended interview series where we have a guest, one guest per show. Uh, we talk about their career. We talk about uh what's coming up they talk, we talk about their uh influences they talk we talk music we talk about a little bit about everything and we've had 
you know, and and the one the one of the things I really enjoy about it at the end of the show, they either tell a ghost story, a real life ghost story that they've experienced, or or maybe you know if they don't believe in ghosts, which we've had a few, they tell like a fun story or thing like something like that. So we've had you know, and, and now the beauty of it is all the episodes actually end up going to uh, Amazon Prime, so you can watch the first four episodes of the season on Amazon prime right now. And we have, we've had everyone from, uh, we had the cast of an, an apocalypse two of the cast members. We had crystal though, and we had Sarah Swire. We had, uh, uh, Patrick Lucier. We, yeah. one of my favorite episodes. We had, uh, had a ton of people. Now I'll tease it a little bit. Um, we just, today we shot, we recorded an episode with, uh, Jake, Jake Abel, who, is in supernatural and Percy Jackson and all those movies. He was in love and mercy, the beach boys movie. And we are, we have a very special episode with a a guy named Kevin Smith coming up. And I'm really, really excited about it. Yeah. It's uh, honestly, it's, it's, it's amazing. The talent we're getting, Um, but the beauty of it is we don't just get names. We get people that are in the movie business or in the musician. We got a, a, Ronnie Pascal, who's a you know a comedian, and he's, he's got a huge following on Twitter. He's a very funny guy. We shot an episode with him at the Mystic Museum back before the COVID thing, and uh, now we're doing all, all our interviews are on Zoom, so we don't it, we don't have the fun of actually going to a place and doing the interviews. But we actually had a really cool experience with Ronnie when we were doing the interview after we shot the interview. We're uh, uh, Instagram live to kind of you know pronou- announce that he's going to be on the show, and we kept hearing this bing 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 bing, and we we're like, oh, you know, if you ever been to the Mystic Museum, it's a place where they actually buy cursed items and weird happens and you know it's supposedly haunted so we were like going what the hell is that noise and uh, a lantern an old lantern started shaking no one was there and it was just moving back and forth did not stop until we took notice and walked up to it it was so weird and it happened on camera we were like wow that's kind of cool well so it's it's fun it's it's you know it's it's basically everything I love: horror, music, genre, I just talk. And it's I'm really proud of the show. And like I said, four episodes are on video, are on uh, Amazon Prime, and we have about nine episodes on um, video space. And uh, you know they'll continue to move on to Prime as after a run on video space. So it's it's very it's exciting, man. It's really exciting because it's my show. I get to do whatever I want with it. Well, very cool. That sounds scary. And as you said, you can find it, some of the episodes on Prime and others at totally. Space. So cool. Very cool. Yeah. Um, let's yeah. get to some other show notes real quick here. Um, first up, uh, iTunes agrees and ratings. Good to get those. Helps off our show. Helps pump us up in the old iTunes charts. If you want to log on to iTunes, search for out now there on a day. You can do just that. You can give us a star rating interview. That'd be great. And um, to move into another area, this has been quite the weekend as far as um, some passings. Um, that have happened there's yeah a couple outside yeah. the movie space we had regis philbin and uh, and peter green from fleetwood mac uh, they both passed away uh, yeah that that was a tough one that was, i'm a huge fleetwood mac fan mm-hmm. fan so that, so that was that was, i mean i know he wasn't you know in the later versions of the band but like obviously he's one of the guys that founded it so great great band i, I it's yeah sad for sure and also passing is Olivia de Havilland, who was 104, the last living yeah. member of the Gone, Gone with the Wind cast. But, of course, she's had quite the career. Um, yeah. 
Amazing yeah. to see her passing because it's really quickly. I just want to say, like, before I get into the, the one that's definitely fits the show, Olivia is kind of like it, it's the end of an era. I mean, mm-hmm. she was the last classic, real classic, you know, 30s, 40s actress. That I, I think she's the last one. <laughs> I, I can't imagine <laughs> At least one of them. Many of that, that stature that are left alive. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. It's... Gosh, no, no. But yeah, uh, her. Her pa- she passed as well. And uh, lastly, John Saxon, um, uh, wonderful American uh, actor, uh, f- famous for, I mean, among other things, he was a martial artist, which led to him being cast in Enter the Dragon, one of the, the biggest films he was associated with, along with, of course, A Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, and there's mm-hmm. many Black others. Black Christmas. Black Christmas, of course. Um, what, uh, Ten- Tenebrae, the, the Argento film? Yeah, Tenebrae, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Kind of legendary. Uh, mm-hmm. He was, I really loved him in uh, New Nightmare. Yeah. Wes Craven's New Nightmare. I just I loved what they did with this character. It was so awesome. Yeah, I, I like I'm not the biggest Nightmare series fan, but New Nightmare is the one that I really like a lot. So yeah, that's that's one that really works for me. But of course, I mean, how can you not love the Nightmare? Oh, it's not my. What am I do with you? We've talked. About, we've we've had these discussions on our horror oh. episodes from October. Like I'm, I'm more a Halloween guy. I know. Guy. I, <laughs> I know. And I, well, I mean, I, I prefer the third. There you go. Yeah. There you go. But no, John Saxon, of course, yes, a, a, a ton of movies, uh, big career, big genre guy, of course, as well. Um, Mm-hmm. So like um, the uh, this kind of leads to our next thing. Uh, I'll just talk about it now. Uh, our next commentary track, as we do a commentary track every month, is going to be Enter the Dragon, um, which was oh sweet. It was our plan before we heard of this news. Um, myself and friends, friends of the show, Brandon Peters, Yancey Burns, and Peter Paris, we've all been watching the Blair the Bruce Lee films because the Criterion Collection released a whole set of all of his movies, and John Saxon, of course, mm. Enter the Dragon. And we were talking about like, well, what, what do we do Enter the Dragon since we all we've all been watching all of these Bruce Lee movies. It doesn't make sense to do a commentary track to just kind of go over his career. And then, yeah, a couple of days later, John Saxon passes away. It's like, oh, well, I mean, it's, it'll be more, more timely now. But, yeah, it's certainly a, an unexpected loss. And uh, well, there you have it. So, yeah. Yeah. You, you, they, Very much so. They will all be missed. Um, and, I mean, agreed. We, we barely talked about it. But Regis, I mean, it's. <laughs> You know, he's not a movie star. He's just a guy at a talk show. But he's so like he has such a friendly presence where I've watched a couple of YouTube clips of just Regis just being on shows. And it's just like, yeah, this guy, he just seems like I don't know of him. I don't know much about him, but he just seems like a guy that liked doing what he was doing and made other people happy. And I think that's that yeah, goes that goes a long yeah. way compared to some other people as far as I'm just here to make other people smile. That seems to be what Regis' MO was. And that's that's worth something. For sure. For sure. Yeah, I, I remember. I think as a kid, I, he had a show and I, I you know, I, I, I just, I remember, I always kind of thought he was a little over the top and a little sure. crazy, a little bit too much, but I, but it, there, it was undeniable that he had chemistry with people and, and people enjoyed talking with him. And, uh, you know, it's, yeah, it's, especially you and I are in the business where we've talked to a lot of celebrities and, He's definitely one that stands out as one of the guys that really, really kind of made talk show hosts kind of important in the world, I guess you could say. Or at least, you know, like you said, bringing a little laughter and a little, a little levity to the sure. world is, is a good thing. And it, I, he, he'll certainly be missed. Yeah. Certainly be missed. So, yeah, um, just, just wanted to kind of pay do the best we can as our podcast can to just pay some respect <laughs> to some of these uh, notable figures that have passed on. Um, but, yeah, that's show notes. 
um, for the week. So let's move on. Let's get before we get to our the first of our two main reviews. I want to do the thing that we do here. What we would have talked about, where we go over some of the movies that were coming out before <laughs> COVID nineteen made a giant change in everybody's schedule. This week, we would have talked about Jungle Cruise and Wes Anderson's The Fred's Dispatch. Those are the two movies that were coming out originally before everything changed. Oh, my God. Jimmy, were you excited for Jungle Cruise featuring The Rock and Emily Blunt? Uh, You know, weirdly enough, yes, because of her, I will watch Emily Blunt in in anything. Her she has a she she's just a she's an incredible talent because she can do horror. She can do comedy she can do musical she's she's just and she's just a lovely human being like i, I just so and, and it looked like uh, her and the rock had some chemistry going on i i, I you know i mean I, I look i wasn't like like oh my god i can't wait till jungle cruise will be the greatest movie ever but i was curious for sure i, I would have i would have sat through that it would have been fun to the fam too yeah you I, know i was in i i feel like if it, if it hit a vibe like the the steven somers mummy with brendan fraser like that seemed like what it was kind of going for and i was like i'm into that mm-hmm. i'm into like an adventure movie like that so i still look sure. forward to seeing it yeah we have to wait till i believe next summer is when it's actually yeah. scheduled to come out now um are you a wes anderson guy because yeah the friendship dispatch was also coming out this week which i i was looking yeah forward to. i I am. I, I, I'm not like a, a, a rabid uh-huh. Anderson guy, fan, but I, I genuinely like a good portion of his films that I don't get like overly excited. Like mm-hmm. I'm not like, oh, my God. But usually when I end up there, there's been a couple that I was really excited for. But, yeah, I, I always I always enjoy his work, I, whether it's it's not necessarily my top top of the year uh ironically i think my favorite was uh the fantastic mr fox i really uh, love one of my that favorite movie. one of my favorite movies in general i love the fantastic yeah Netflix. it's yeah. just a gorgeous film and you know so yeah i would have definitely been in the mood for that i think right now i'll take anything man like, <laughs> i mean the, the good thing is at least we, we we are getting movies that's the thing we're getting movies every week we're getting new movies it's just you know they're getting we're going oh yeah let's watch it at home yeah cool well yeah i i am an anderson guy and yeah i was looking forward to it but yeah we're gonna have to wait a bit longer to see when that actually finally arrives it doesn't actually have a release date at this time it was just pulled off the schedule so they're still trying to figure that one out um so so crazy but uh speaking of movies that we can watch let's get to our first review for the rental get through the night we leave first thing in the morning Okay, that should have been some of the trailer for the rental. Here we have two sets of couples connected as siblings and by work. They head to a ocean, an, an ocean view house via Airbnb for a weekend getaway. While they're all friendly with each other, work friends Charlie, played by Dan Stevens, and Mina, played by Sheila Vand, may be getting too close, unbeknownst to their respective partners. As the weekend continues, it seems as though someone may be watching them, and other strange things begin happening around the house. More than just the cleaning fee may be in jeopardy. The film is the directorial debut of Dave Franco, who co-wrote the screenplay with independent filmmaker and mumblecore pioneer Joe Swanberg. Franco's wife, actress Allison Brie, co-stars as Charlie's wife, and Jeremy Allen plays Charlie's brother Josh. Jeremy, Jeremy Allen White. Jeremy, 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 Jeremy Allen White plays Charlie's brother Josh, <laughs> who's dating Mina. Jimmy, were you happy to pay the rent? I was 
beyond happy to pay the rent. Uh, I, I really love this film. Um, this is one of those, I didn't really know trailer before. I didn't really want to go into it. I look, I'm a huge Dave Franco fan. I think he's just a, not only is he a really funny guy, he's, I think he's a good dramatic actor too. The, the nicest person in the world I've had, I've interviewed him a lot. And, uh, I was I wanted this movie to be good and it's so much better than I thought it would be mm. honestly I feel like I you know I it, 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 without getting too spoilery it's a, it's a tricky film to talk about without you know without spoilage because you're you, it's almost like two different films in a way you, because you see you, you know the you, it, it builds to this final half hour where stuff happens. But what I appreciated about it is, well, first of all, the look of the film is gorgeous. The performances are all gorgeous, uh, are gorgeous. They're, they're great performances. Uh, there's something just, there's this underlying sense of just dread throughout. And, uh, my God, what a ballsy fucking ending. I, I love, I, I love this film. I love this film. I, I think Dave, Dave did a marvelous do- job of making a very grounded, very unsettling, a uh, very uncomfortable horror film that isn't just a horror film. It, it it felt like a slice of life with this kind of very, very dark and disturbed edge. Um, I don't know. What were your thoughts? How did you feel about it? So I, right off the bat, I'll say overall, I like it. I will say okay. in, in respect to your opinion. I like the things that you're saying as far as what works about the film, specifically Franco's direction. I do think the film creates mm-hmm. a certain kind of atmosphere that works in both the kind of, you know, this movie's like a chamber piece. So it works in like the kind of the dramatic element that's going on throughout a good portion of the movie. And then there's, I mean, it's not a spoiler to say there's a horror element that's introduced later on in the film. I mean, I think that's implied yes, just by the absolutely. poster. The poster alone tells you there's something going on. Here. Well, the commer- the the trailer kind of gives gives away a little bit too much, I think. So I didn't watch um, the trailer on purpose because I'm like, I feel like I already, I, I don't want to know. I, I tend to not do that with horror movies in general anyway, because I'm like, I mean, I'm probably just that. That's a really cool poster. Dave Franco, cool. He's directing something. Let's see what that is. Like that got me. Yeah, for, for sure. That I can get a screening for sure. So like going into for it, sure. knowing that yes, yeah, something's going to be introduced. The way he handles these elements, I I like the direction of those scenes as far as when he's doing the drama thing. That stuff is compelling. When he's doing the other stuff, specifically, there's like a couple of sequences in the kind of last half last half hour that are really effective. Like I really, I'm oh curious, God, yeah. I'm curious to see where he goes well, the, from there as far as what other movies he makes and what kind of things he wants to do. To to go to to get more into my general thoughts, yes, those things mm-hmm. I do think work. I think my issue that I'm trying to like get over because I do like this movie and I want to like it more because I do I like so much of what's working about the two separate parts of this movie is that there mm-hmm. are two separate things going on here and. The, the amount of stuff going on in this this first hour that builds this kind of romantic drama as far as how close certain people are to each other and what mm. that's going to do to upset the balance between everyone. I like that so much because of how well performed it is that it's almost annoying that it's basically disrupted by the fact that there's another thing that's coming in to kind of ruin all of it. And in mm. the I guess the best way I can put it is in The Strangers, a film that I quite liked. Are you, are you a fan of The Strangers? 
Oh yeah, yeah I, I, I actually, I, I, that film kind of came up with, especially the beginning of Strangers. Yeah, is very similar. Yeah, very I, similar. You know what? I, what I bring up about that is the part of what I think works about that film, to me, that makes it, you know, ultimately what I think is a better movie is that it. The, the Scott Speedman and Liv Tyler, those characters, they're already in a in a situation like they're already like in the worst time of their life before everything starts happening mm-hmm. and makes things worse. Where this movie, someone needs to come in and create problems for them to kind of manipulate it to go a certain direction. I, I just I, I I've been having a tough time trying to. See, oh, I would disagree with I, that a I, little I, bit. I know, I know. I would definitely without, because there was I, already I'm being vague. that. Yes, I know. I know. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah being, that, It's hard to explain without being, you know, more specific. Mm, but I do think there is a. It is difficult. <laughs> it's it's yeah. I do think it it was a little hard for me to kind of take in the fact that we've gotten so much investment in a certain aspect of the story, and it's kind of being taken over by this other thing. <laughs> and, and I kind of want to like, I kind of want to see where that resolution is. At the same time, though. I really like the handling of the horror aspect of the film. I think that stuff's really effective. Mm-hmm. So I, mm-hmm. you know, I'm with you as far as, yeah, there's some impressive stuff here. I do th- like the, especially the location. I think the, yeah, this house oh, God, that they're that using is, location is amazing. It's a really cool house because of like where it is, the layout of it. And then the forest that surrounds it in the fogginess, like there's some really cool. Oh shots my gosh. Yeah. Like the, um, I, I made a note of this specifically. Christian Spranger was the cinematographer. He shoots Atlanta among other TV shows. And he does a great job of getting in collaboration with Franco, of course, getting a, you know, this, a very evocative mood as far as when it's just focused on the characters, whether they're at night or day or when it's in the woods and there's stuff going on. So I, those are things mm-hmm. I really liked about the movie. Like overall, again, I do like this movie. I just, I, I, mm-hmm. I'm try- I'm trying to like just justify it more in my mind as far as why it needs so much of this one thing before we get to this other thing. Well, I, here's the thing, and uh, let me let me say this as a I I I've actually watched it twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I because I did a few interviews. I interviewed uh, some of the, the cast and and Dave, uh, and I. I was I watched and I didn't have to, but I wanted to watch it twice. It actually worked better the second time because you see all the beats and you're all like, holy crap. They're really kind of hinting at this. You know, it, I, what I liked about it. Gosh, it's so hard to talk about this film in, 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 in a lot of ways without spoiling is the freaking reality of it. It mm-hmm. feels 100 percent. This could happen. This is just because, you know, generally, gosh, so hard. Horror is so, you know, the horror has to be in your face and it's either jump scares or or super heavy suspense. This there's a subtlety to the horror that is almost more unsettling because you're like, well, yeah, that's kind of how it would happen. There, you know, this is it felt so realistic and having having my own experiences at Airbnbs. I'm I'm super paranoid now. Super freaking paranoid. <laughs> I would not want to go to a, I, I do not want to do an Airbnb ever again. Uh but I you know I I'm surprised I, I they like, like let their let their license be used for this to say Airbnb. Like I'm surprised that they like let that well, go. Well, do they actually say Airbnb? I don't think they did. Perhaps I don't not. think they you're, actually you're say right. it. They might not say it actually. Yeah, you're you're not wrong. Yeah, I think they keep it as very very subtle, but it's, but it's like but what I, a, I there's not like, many other services that have such the flow. No, of exactly. Airbnb. <laughs> well, here you have these these four characters who are you know I I, I, 
the, the very human nature and I, and I, I like the strangers a lot for the same reason is that you feel uh, compassion you feel an understanding because there's not one character they don't go okay Jeremy Allen White's character is kind of the kind of the quote unquote loser or the the well, he's the, the, hothead. the the he, yeah he's a hot but he's not it's not, not simply simply that oh he's hot it, there's a there's a real character there. no, there's a, a real you're, you're not wrong he's dim- a person like i mean that's like the I yeah feel like that's the i feel like that's the swamberg element i mean granted dave franco it's his first Absolutely. movie so it's not like he's you know established a whole oeuvre of films that establish what kind of style he has but it, i do think having joe swamberg in there gives me a sense of oh i get why these people feel like they're, I don't say I don't necessarily think they're unlikable, but they're certainly like they're human. I mean, it's the best way to put it. Like they, they're they, human. There's a minimalism no, to absolutely. it, which is they, what Swanberg has done in his films. And I like you could put the cast of what is it, um, Drinking Buddies. Like it's like having that in a horror movie essentially. And it's mm-hmm. so it's I get what he's doing there as far as yes, you're right. They're not yeah. they're not definable yeah. characters by one single trait. Yes, there are certain people that fall into a you know, he's this guy, she's that person, what have you. But yes, they are essentially mm-hmm. acting like people that would be in the situation in a horror movie, no less. Yeah, but, and I, yeah. I, I love that. Yeah, and I love that kind of like, you have this amazing cast. You have this really, really beautifully shot film. I mean, it's like, mm-hmm. I it, honestly, watch it again. That's my recommendation because it it all kind of falls into place. And you're kind of like, I, 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 I you know, of course you read, you know, we're, 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 we read each other's works, and I saw a few of our uh, um, uh, our Jurdo friends who weren't fans of it. And I, look, I get that, and that's fine. It's, most movies don't work for everybody. But, you know, hey, I hated Forrest Gump. I hate that movie. I just I hate Forrest Gump. Uh, so not, movies don't always work for everybody. But like, there is something for me that this film just it, it got under my skin because I, I just especially the world we're living in, I'm just kind of like, there's a kind of a, 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 a brutality of it. It's, it gets really, really shockingly dark. And um, there's a, there's a bluntness to how the horror element is handled that I do think was effective. Yeah. There's a, there's, there's some shots that just like set up a certain thing and then a thing happens. And it's not just like a jump scare. It's something that feels earned. And I do appreciate that. Yes. That car, I, the car scene. There's a car that, scene. That, yes. That's, that's quite effective. Yeah, and it's in the trailer, and I'm just like, oh, oh God, see, I'm so, God, I'm, so I'm more happy again that I didn't watch the trailer because, yeah, I didn't know anything going in as far as where this was going. <laughs> well, they cut it, they cut it very quickly in the trailer. Look, I, I watched the trailer after I saw the movie, so mm-hmm. I, I, I was like, oh, 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 that wow. But they do make it look more straight horror, and oh, yeah, I, I, that's where you, where I you get advertised, that's... like a couple, you know, a bunch of people going to go to a vacation. It's like, oh, nothing mm-hmm. happens. <laughs> But I, you know, I, I recommended it to a friend of mine, a buddy of mine, and uh, you know, he's a he's a super he's super picky with the, the horror that he likes, and he's like, oh, my, he had the same reaction I did. We were both like, oh my, holy shit, this is something we really haven't seen anything like the rental. It just felt like as simplistic as the plot is, as, 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 you know, as basic as the idea is. There's something truly effective about it, truly unsettling, and I, I I'm. Definitely, it's honestly one of my favorite movies of the year. I mean, it's one. Of, uh, it's a slow I, I was, burn. It's a slow burn film, as far as that's concerned. Right? Absolutely. So I mean, because yes, it, there is there's similar stuff as far as 
where things go yeah i've seen a, ver- a variation of that before but yeah in terms of like like i said it's a ch- it's mostly a chamber drama for a good portion of it. you're stuck in one location with these mm-hmm. people and they have different kinds of drama between them that is propelling things along um mm-hmm. and then something else takes over and that element yeah that's familiar but it's getting there that's the the journey that you're on and again yeah like i like that so let's talk about let's talk about some of the performances a little bit we haven't really gotten to these let's people do because, it because we have yeah we have dan stevens and allison brie as couple one and Sheila Vand and, and Jeremy yep. Allen White as couple two. And Dan, the movie opens very cleverly, where you have Dan Stevens and Sheila Vand basically like doing things together in a way that makes them seem like they're the couple, yet they're not. It's Dan Stevens mm-hmm. and Allison Brie. They're, they're married. They're and that's that's going to play a role in the rest of this movie. And I do think, the, yes. I mean, the things you're talking about as far as the hints you're given and whatnot, and I wouldn't be surprised, yes, if I did see more stuff because I know the beat so I can see where it's going if I watch it a second time. But yeah. The the movie play it subverts a lot of things in ways like that where you're getting kind of setups mm-hmm. that think make you think one way before it reveals something else and I do think it that, absolutely that's effective and it, it's a, it's such a smart way to do it it by creating you know simply by creating these the you he you know I, I gave a uh, uh, Dave a lot of uh, huge props for the casting because I, I mean, obviously you know Allison. He, he's got a connection with her so <laughs> uh-huh. so it was a, but he she all she she also happens to be a tremendous actress and this role is really good for her it's a really strong really powerful role because she's i they, she, here's the thing these four people felt real they felt like people i know they felt like people i've had occasions with at, at every single performance here every single one all, all the main performances are so strong and so natural. And you, you don't ever feel like Sheila Vanda, I think is especially good because, you know, they, they do deal a little bit with racism and you like you, like we're, you know, like you, but you're not sure whether it's racism. You're not sure if it's just a, maybe the wrong idea type of thing. And it's so handled in such a way that, it really allows her character to shine and it actually drives her character in an interesting way, which helps move the story forward in a really smart way. I, I love this movie, man. I, I love all four, all four, well, all five lead performances. I, 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 I you know, obviously. Yeah, well, I, I would, I will agree with you. I would think Van, she has, I guess the biggest arc of, or not arc, but she has the biggest, she has the most layers, I think of the characters that we're presented mm-hmm. with. The, For sure. Given the things that she's involved in. And I think Brie also has the, a lot of, a lot of ways to play what's going on. Just given kind of yeah. the attitude that she has. Uh, and like Dan Stevens is always pretty great in things. Like, and he's always doing his job. And Jeremy Allen. White I like is fine seeing as well. him. He... Oh yeah. I think they're, the, the two dudes are, I, I, I feel like Dan Stevens, it was nice to see him play a more grounded, less, you know, less kind of, over the top character and he does a really nice job with the subtlety of it. And Mm -hmm. I really like Jeremy because he, he took a character that could normally be annoying. You know, he could be the, he he could easily, cause he makes a lot of weird, he makes a couple of bad choices, but they never feel like over the top bad. And it, it feels like, yeah, I could see someone reacting the way he is. I think that's, he's a very talented actor. He's, you know, he was great on Shameless, uh, you know, for the uh, however many seasons it's been. And uh, he's he's a very interesting actor. And, and the four of them work really well together. And then you have the great Toby Huss character. actor Toby Huss oh, comes so in. And, yeah, he's he has less. I mean, he's not in it that much. So like the scenes he's in, 
he has to play it a number of different ways as far as what's going on. Like you mentioned the fact that Mina's, the Mina character is dealing with like racism and he's the mm-hmm. the one in kind of maybe antagonizing that, maybe like doing something to contribute to that. We don't really know, but that's kind of the genius of the performance, I think. I think there's a lot of mm-hmm. doublespeak um, that he's given that could go a number of different ways. And I think he really nails that aspect of the of the role there. Oh, I agree. I agree. I, I love the, I love the scene. Gosh, I, without giving too much away, he, he and Van have a scene together, which is, which basically pushes the movie forward. And I, I think it's one of the best scenes in the movie. I, I, you can just, you feel it. You can, you're going, you're like, okay, shit's going to get real very soon. And it's a, uh, wow. I, I love this film. I love it, man. I, I, I was, I was shocked at how much I enjoyed it. I was shocked at how much I was, I was just, you know, moved by it. And, and it was a real, real surprise. And I, I, you know, I think Dave Franco showed a, an assuredness that I, I think a lot of first time directors don't show. I think I, this kid, this, this dude knows how to direct a film. Yeah. I, I don't disagree. And I, I still, I just, I can't. I, I, Watch I want, it again, man. Watch it one more time. Like maybe I, that'll I help or whatnot. You. It's just like there's there's so much going on in that first part, and part of that is manipulated by something, and then mm-hmm. it just you know it jumps into this other thing, and I'm like, well, what 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 was the intention? Was it just to like make people feel a certain way, and then be like, and then this happens? Like I just I try I keep trying to rectify that in my mind, and that's what's getting at me about it. Well. That's but that's what happens in life is is that when something bad happens, we're not prepared for it. We're not like, you know, you don't sit around going and that's something that's always kind of driven me a little crazy in horror movies to an extent is where you have these people who are like suddenly they they know the stuff that's going on. And they're like suddenly acting ridiculously. They're like, oh, let's let's go split up. Let's, there, there, there's no op- this is like what would happen if something bad happened well i get yeah i get that i don't disagree with you there i mean it's just more of how much leeway am i giving Mm -hmm. something for the sake of wanting to see these kind of events take place before there's a you know a a final outcome and i guess like the comparison Mm -hmm. there would be something like paranormal activity where it's like this ghost could just like it from my perspective it seems like could the ghost just do what it needs to do and be done with it and instead it's like i'm gonna mess with these guys for a couple days by opening doors randomly or whatnot and then i'll you know all hell breaks loose 90 Mm. minutes later and it's like well why did he just let all hell break loose from the beginning like what was the point of pissing everybody off first no there's actually no there's actually there there is actually a i mean i have my own reasons for that i I don't know if i can say because i think i know another way but as I'm saying this, I, I can understand. There's a logic I can understand as far as why things need to, for this movie, why things need to go the way they go. Like I, I, mm-hmm. and I yeah, we can't really go into it too far, but I can get. There's a kind of like if we destabilize things, then that makes things easier. I guess is the best way I can put mm-hmm. it. Um, let, let, let me put it this way: There's, gosh, um, the the reason why it, it works for me at least is that this is. It sets up in the end what's going on, which, again, the the ending is also fairly like it doesn't give you the actual, are you saying the ending or you like the, like, the, like the ending of the movie or like in the, the very credits because there's like the there's like the bonus stuff ending. in the credits. Okay. The vo- very, very the ending in the, the and the, the credits. This is not a person. This is a person. This is a thing that's happening 
because this is how this thing works. Uh-huh. And it, gosh, I'm, it's so vague. Like I'm being so so vague about this, but I, it's not a. It's not you know you're you're not just gonna jump in and go yeah let's get to, get to the horror. This is something that gets off on. The, yeah, the, okay. the letting yeah, yeah, the yeah. letting thing happen, and that's that's how these you know you 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 hear stories about this all the time. Where, gosh, it's so hard, dude. You literally don't want to spoil it. I know, so, what you, I, I know what you're saying. You say, I, yes, I know, I know I, what you're getting at. I mean, there there is, I mean, I can think of other movies that kind of play into motivations or whatnot, but I won't get into it because that'll be too much of a obvious tip. But we'll just say, okay, I I, I hear where you're coming from. And yes, I, you like the movie more than me, obviously, but I still I think the movie's worthwhile. Um, and I can see mm. it working as like watch a... it again, watch it again. I, <laughs> At I, some honestly, point, I'm yeah. telling you, I I mean, I'd watch it, it again it just really to see. It really works on a second. I I'd watch it again just to see the cinematography again because you know I get these press links and sometimes Gorgeous. the quality's not that great compared to seeing you know a full HD screener. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah actually, I'm thinking about renting it because it's like six bucks to rent. So I'm like, I'm gonna watch it again. I, I'm I'm definitely in the mood for that movie right now so, it, it, it felt like the right time with, with that in mind when should people go and see this movie it's currently available on vod should people rent it right away should they put it in their queue what what's going on hell yeah hell yeah Rent it right now right now after this i i just think it's one of those it's such a unique film especially in horror mm-hmm. where we're, look, we're seeing a lot of great horror. We've been seeing a lot of great horror. I, I, I would say since the Bob Duke, we're seeing a lot of really good horror every year on a regular, which is nice. It's a nice change of pace. We go through through horror never dies. We always have good horror. But the past few years, we've seen stop ambulance. There's an ambulance. Sorry, guys. Uh, it's uh, yeah, it's it's one of those things where I, I would. Yes, I I think if you like slow burn, if you like suspense, if you like interesting characters yes immediately get it now that's where i would stand that's a fair way to put it because i do think yeah the opinions will vary depending on the way you take in your genre fest and yeah there is a slow burn element to this and if you're into that kind of thing and i am generally um yeah i do mm-hmm. think that's you know it's one to you know put up there on the queue um so yeah, yeah that's the rental let's um before we move on to the next review let's do some feedback real quick feedback 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 yeah sweet feedback 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 this is where we go over some of the various questions and answers on our facebook page facebook.com slash on our podcast we asked a number of questions to our listeners and they gave us some answers and uh, yeah i have a couple questions here that are rental specific and jimmy feel free to jump in oh, if you sorry. have any answers yourself um okay first question we have here favorite film was about a group of friends going to a secluded location todd liebenau friend of the show writes evil dead 2 dead by dawn and uh, Chris also has, yeah, has to be Evil Dead 2 or the Evil Dead remake. So Evil Dead love here. I was trying not to say favorite movie about a cabin in the woods. <laughs> so that was the best I could do. But uh, Yeah, that's, 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 that's Well, I mean, look, there's been, like, I grew up, like, watching all those movies. So, like, you know, I love all the Friday the 13th movies. I love the Friday the 13th movies. Yes, mm-hmm. I know a lot of them are really terrible, but I love them. I, Evil Dead 2 is a, an excellent film for that. I think Evil Dead Remake was an excellent film. Uh, I, one I really love that's not a very not quite on people's radar, but it's really really spooky and really unsettling is Just Before Dawn uh, with uh, Chris Lemon, Jack Lemon's son, hmm. um, Greg Henry, who's done a lot of things. Uh, uh, I forgot the Jamie Rose. I believe is her name. Really, really beautiful uh, redhead. George Kennedy. Uh, it's it's got, George Kennedy. It's got one of the creepiest, most 
homoerotic kills I've ever seen in a slasher film. And it, it's a really smart horror film. It, it, the way it uses sound, the way it uses music is kind of opposite from how horror movies use music, which is really interesting. And it's it's a fantastic film. I, I, I Very well worth seeking out. A very, very cool uh, gem from the 80s that a lot of the people missed out. I, You know, there was a lot of these movies that came out in the 80s, the go, people going to the woods to, yeah. you know, there, there's don't go in the woods there's uh there there you know <laughs> the prey you have you have a lot of these movies and i i love them all i'm a i'm a sucker for a bunch of people going to a cabin somewhere in the woods oh yeah cabin in the woods was pretty good too <laughs> it's i haven't heard of just before john that's and I, I can't recall if you ever brought that up on our uh, horror episodes but that's what i want to look out for now because that that sounds pretty good um you would like it it's 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 a very the the way they do the scenes of horror real mm-hmm. smart Real cool. good stuff. Yeah, it's Very really cool. worth saying. Very cool. Next uh, question we have here. Favorite film is about characters who are being watched. Todd has Rear Window. Dennis has American Beauty mm-hmm. and the Bourne movies. Chris has The Cabin mm-hmm. in the Woods. Justin has Blue Thunder, still one of my favorite. Helicopters, Antitrust, The Circle, and The Truman Show. <laughs> there you go. Oh, those are all good. I would add... Uh, I, I, I would add... Um, dress well not yet yeah, dress to kill a little dress bit kills not, got not that as much. Bit, i think yeah yeah i think body double was more uh of a you know the the whole he's hired to watch next door and some some crazy stuff happens i brian de palma did that really well um i would and that they I, there's a movie from the 80s which is super cheesy and i used to love it as a kid because i had a bit of a crush on morgan fairchild and i thought i, I saw it on like cable one night late one night it's called the seduction which i don't know how well it holds up now i haven't seen it since you know i don't know quite a few years so it may not be that good but that's that's an interesting one a stranger is watching another another interesting watcher movie eyes of a stranger is another good uh people being watched type movie so I mean, I'm a, there's a few of them. I mean, the Psycho is an obvious one for me, and I'm a huge. That's one of my favorite movies. Ever. For sure. Um, and uh, the conversation, uh, Gene Hackman just mm. literally hired to listen and watch. So there. Yeah. It's a big one for me. Uh, last question for now: We have favorite horror film from a first-time director. Chris has Hereditary or The Witch. Todd has Night of the Living Dead for Romero, The Evil Dead mm. from Sam Raimi, Fright Night from Tom Holland, Tremors from Ron Underwood, and Night of the Hunter from Charles Lawton. Oh, good. All good choices. Oh, yeah. Really, really good choices. Yeah. I'm going to add the rental, James DeFranco. I think it's uh, phenomenal. Um, I would also have to say, gosh, I'm trying to think first time, you know, I'm trying to think what was Carpenter's THS, the, the, what is that movie called? What was Carpenter's first Dark Stars. Dark Stars. Dark Dark Stars. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of enjoy that for its cheesiness. Um, I don't know if I'd call it. It's certainly not as great as you know some of his the work that he that came after. But uh, I'm trying to think. First time horror director. I, I, no one mentioned Jordan Peele. Get out. Yeah, get out. There you go. Uh, is Babadook her uh, first yeah. one? I don't think she had another. Yeah, that's Jennifer Kent's first. I movie. believe it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. I I'm looking at it. Was. Yeah, it's her first yeah. movie. Yeah. No, to then Babadook is fantastic. I I would also say what? Yeah, there, there's been a few. I mean, I. I I love horror because it it allows 
you know, young filmmakers to kind of get creative and do weird stuff that, you know, isn't necessarily mainstream or isn't necessarily, you know, the, the, they get to experiment. And I love that. I love, so I love about horror. You know, I love the kind of experimental feel of it. And I, I always have always will. Mm. Trent, what's Ty West's first thing? It's, is it, it's not house of the, Devil, the roost. Right? Yeah, it is uh, the roost. You're right. The worst. Yeah. yeah you're right. Which I really liked actually. That's a good one. All right. Um, Okay, well, that's our feedback for now. We'll have more after the next review, which we're going to get to right now. It's going to be for Relic. When was the last time you spoke to her? It's been a few weeks. Gran? Mom? Mom? She called me a few weeks ago. I think she was scared. She thought someone was coming into the house. T? Okay, that should have been some of the trailer for Relic. Edna is the widowed matriarch living in her home, and it's falling apart. When she goes missing, her daughter Kay, played by Emily Mortimer, and her granddaughter, Sam, Bella Hithcote, travel to the house to find her. Edna actually returns, but it is soon clear that there is something sinister present in the house and taking over Edna's, Edna's mind. The film was directed by Natalie Erica James, who co-wrote the feature with Christian White. It was also produced by a few notables, including the, Rosso, the Russo brothers, likely since it looks like Thanos helped design the poster. Jimmy, <laughs> did you find value in Relic, or was it too moldy? <laughs> that's a good question you know i i really it's this is a film that i i think i respected more than i enjoyed uh-huh. uh i i really like the movie and i really think the the three leads are are phenomenal i think uh, em, emily mortimer is a wonderful actress i i like bella heath hey heathcote how did you say that you said smart i i, I always call her heathcote I, uh and uh you know um uh, um, Robin uh, um, Nevin Nevin is is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I, I I really enjoyed this film. I think it played as a really interesting take on a haunted house film. Uh, I think it was an interesting idea deal. I always find movies that take realistic situations like obviously dementia with this one in a in an interesting way and turn it into a kind of a genre type. Uh, experience. I uh, my biggest, and I, I ended up giving this movie. I reviewed this movie. I gave it a pretty good good review. The only issue I have is the ending. I'm not a fan of the ending of this really? movie at all. Not the at ending, all. like like the, like all. the like the last chunk of ending, or like the final bits, or mostly the 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 final bits. I think there was some interesting, like in the lead up to the final final basically the final couple of scenes uh-huh. uh there was stuff that was really interesting and but it, it honestly i kind of felt the final final few moments were a bit pretentious and they and they didn't i you know generally i'm really a sensitive uh viewer when it comes to uh horror movies that deal with real realistic and especially i think we've all kind of dealt with whether it's dementia or whether it's mental illness, I think we've all kind of had maybe someone or, or have an understanding. A lot of us do, I think, and I, do, I certainly do. Uh, I was surprised at how unemotional I was in this film. I didn't really 
feel that it uh, was as powerful of an examination of dementia. And so it was more of a fun house thrill ride for me in a way. And then I felt, I just thought the ending was a bit, a little too precious, a little too pretentious for me. And and again, this is also a movie you have to be careful whether it quite, not quite as spoilerific. I don't think, I think it's a little easier to talk about, but yeah, there's a definite, uh, you know, those final moments were just a bit, I don't know, bordering us silly to me. They didn't, they didn't they, I didn't find them scary. I didn't find them that interesting. I just felt like I, I thought it was a little silly. I can agree with you as far as the amount of, like, scary or terror involved. Like, there is a, I mean, the movie does kind of morph into this funhouse horror thing, like you said, towards its third act. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that said, I, I really liked I liked the I liked what I was looking at as it was kind of getting into that sure. area. There were some clever tricks there. Uh, what was mm-hmm. that movie with Kevin Absolutely. Bacon that just came out? What was the Kevin Bacon? Movie? Oh yeah, the, you, the, you, the, you shouldn't the, leave uh, or you should have left. You shouldn't leave. You, you should have left. Yeah, you should have yeah. left. And it, those movies are they're similar as far as the house kind of becomes alive to some degree and does some interesting mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I like this I, that movie. I was not as big on this movie. I like more. And then, yeah, what you're mm-hmm. saying, and I'm not trying to speak just to the ending. We'll got to talk more about the rest of the film. But I do think it yeah. you're not wrong as far as the movie becomes – like it basically becomes consumed by metaphor as opposed to what we're really seeing. Um, yeah. Not that it's like ambiguous. I mean, it's, it's a little ambiguous. But I mean, as far as what it's trying to convey is more I'm going to, you know, I'm going to visually show you that in this symbolic way. And I can understand that, yes, feeling precious is a good word for it. I mean, it's a very deliberate choice, obviously, as far as what the kind of end of all of this is. That said, I, I mm-hmm. did like it. I wouldn't say I would agree with mm-hmm. you that I wasn't necessarily like emotionally connected to it. I can agree there, whether it's because I'm just not yeah. as familiar yeah. with that kind of thing going on with, a, with an older person or an older relative or just because the movie wasn't getting it mm-hmm. to me that way. But I did like between the between the makeup effects and just the mood that it was trying to take i i did appreciate that i did i did feel like it's like okay that's actually that's mm-hmm. compared to what it could have done as far as being more standard i did like that it tried to take a chance on how we're going to resolve this like that aspect i liked to speak to the movie mm-hmm. as a whole um i this just like similar to the rental the sense of dread that's throughout this movie i thought was very effective and oh for it, sure yeah and once again sure. you have another location that's very much utilized to really bring that out in this case it's a house that's like i i could say it's falling apart but like it's more just like it's old and there's only one person living there so it's not just be, it's not being kept up very well and yeah, exactly. throughout the movie it's like evolving as far as how much i don't know whether the evil is kind of taking over like it's in the form of mold <laughs> and decay and whatnot and like the kind of sense of state that edna is in it just it, it you get this kind of dilapidated look going on and i i thought you know the design of that how it's shot and everything it really throughout the movie i was like yeah this this is dingy like i want to get mm-hmm. things together and get out of here like this place is not very welcoming and that feels like it feels like the other characters are trying to, you know, feel that way too. Kay and Sam, like they're at their house, they're at, you know, they're trying to deal with Edna, but at the same time, and I believe Kay's like, she's going through, you know, she's seeing a lot of memories or whatnot, but she's also like, I want to get out of here. Like, I don't like, why are we, let's deal with this. And yeah, you know, especially Sam too. Sam's like, okay, grandma's acting great. Let's just, let's figure this out and leave. And there it's that kind of stuff works where it's a haunted house movie where it's people that are coming to kind of solve a problem and then they're getting wrapped up in all of this. 
that kind of predicament I can I like I like yeah. that stuff I think the performances are good and the the dreads there so yeah I I and I know you mentioned like you know the, the reviews for the rental and they've been a little more mixed this like the reviews are quite positive and I like this movie but I'm not mm-hmm. over the moon over it and that's not to say no, it's wrong no. but yeah I'm just I didn't quite like get that to that place in the same way that some others have. But I still, I think, think the movie's effective. I think I think it's doing mm-hmm. the job, like you mentioned, like I mentioned, as far as what it's getting right. Um, so yeah, I mean, there, there's yeah. a lot, there's, there's enough to recommend here. I don't disagree there. I do think it, you know, oh one hundred percent. Like, look, I I gave this movie, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I give an eight out of ten because I think it does so much right that it's. I I prefer the rental uh, because I, I I'm actually surprised the rental is getting. Well, no, I am. I'm not. I think the rental is a. A very, a very. Uh, I think it's a better film, but I think it's. Uh, I just think it's as a whole, it's a better film. However, I get. I think there's something about this movie and this story. A lot of people are going to really look. You know, I, I was reading on Twitter today because you know Twitter is live uh, about someone going off on uh, the Black Christmas remake, which I think is just dreadful. I think it's just a horrible film, but. You know, I was reading some of some of the people, how they were affected by it and how they survived abuse. Or So I think that like a movie like Relic, you know, I've dealt with this kind of stuff. I've dealt with people being sick. I've dealt with mental illness. I've dealt with all this stuff. Uh, it, so I was actually kind of that. I think that's why it kind of surprised me. I didn't feel emotionally connected to these people that much. I didn't feel like because there was something that. I don't know, a very a little distancing about it. I don't feel like they made the best choices. I didn't feel like there was there was a lack of urgency, I think. No, that's and fair. It, it, I, I I agree there. I do think it, there's not much. Like, yeah. The stakes are just what's going to happen next, I guess. Like, it's not really like we, have, we only have so much time or whatever. Like, it just kind of things happen yeah. when they do. Yeah, and I, I feel like had they had a more, a, a less metaphorical ending and a more substantial i just didn't think the ending was terribly powerful because because it was just okay they're doing that okay cool um i guess well, that's i think that comes more it? from like i think that comes more from the build-up to it though because i do think i think the ending yeah. works it's just it works for a film that it would work better for a film that you know earned that more i guess because there is a i agree i, agree, I mean yeah. without getting into it i mean there is a lot of struggling that leads up to the final bit and then there's like a turn mm-hmm. there and it's like you guys were just at each other's throats a little second ago. Like, I mean, like now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it, it, I don't, I don't think it's necessarily confused. I just think it, maybe it rushes the kind of emotional apex that one character gets at to decide something else instead. Um, so it's, yeah. So yeah. I, that's as vague yeah, there's as I a can little, put there's it. a couple of a little bit. Uh, there's a couple of like, well, wait, wait, how did that? Uh, you know, it, it it gets a bit too. Uh, just I I, I I like the word. It just gets a little too precious. It gets a little too like, uh-huh. oh look, it's so deep, and we're doing this, and we're saying something really deep about this. I'm like, I didn't feel deep because I I feel like the for you know mo- so much of the movie is almost not. I don't want to say generic, but very. You by the numbers, you 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 it's know almost, what you're yeah, getting. It's, it's, a, it's a familiar wavelength for sure. Yeah, very so. much so. And then they go, they get wild at the ending, and you're like, you know, I I think a good comparison. Um, without I don't think, I don't think this would spoil anything because it's not this is not what the film is. But I I, I kind of think of the uh, the remake of Suspiria, where okay. 
that ending was earned because you kind of dealt with that the weirdness up until then. You're like, okay, well, this is kind of weird. This guy, this guy weird. This guy weird. This that is movie, more like that movie's oh, also an like hour it. longer than this movie, <laughs> so like you yes. have a lot of time oh to earn God. it. <laughs> yeah, and this movie, like you, you have the family dynamic, and again, the performances are really wonderful, and you, the house house is really super creepy and and unsettling and dirty, and and uh, like you said, uh, you know, someone they haven't been taking care of the house. Uh, but I didn't. I, I didn't feel. I just, yeah. I just didn't feel quite as connected to the characters. Maybe that. Maybe that's why I prefer the rental is because I actually felt like those were. I felt they were a little more realistic, character wise. I felt like I knew, knew those people. I didn't. I felt like this was more. I don't know. There's something about it that was just not quite putting me there. But again, it's it's a. I think it's a terrific movie. You know, I, I it's a it's a movie I'd watch again. It's probably because I, I think I, I feel like I might get more out of it the second time. I, I, I notice a lot of times if I with for me, like especially when I write a review, I really, really like to watch a movie twice if I can, if I have that option. And, you know, I didn't with the relics or a relic. So I, um, I I wish I would again, but I I don't know. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. But I, there's something not quite satisfying about it in the end for me i hear you yeah yeah i like i i like the i like a lot of like the design of this thing i like the score a lot too i think the score is pretty oh effective. yeah um there's some good stuff there in the production design and everything. like the 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 stuff to put this together i think is admirable for sure i think we're both on the same level mm-hmm. there and yeah i think i like the i thought i like the ending a little bit more just because of the chance it takes even if it's not quite earned in the way that we're describing but yeah overall yeah it it, yeah. it works it's just yeah it's not a necessarily a new horror classic though i don't go in expecting everything to be a new horror classic but yeah i do think it's effective enough and i do think you have three strong performances as far as trying to deal with the stuff that's going on here um Mm -hmm. and i mean there's not much of it but i do think there's some good effects in this movie there's there's some yeah there's some stuff that takes place especially particularly towards the the body horror is interesting Uh yeah 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 yeah. i just i i again i i did i you know, it, 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 they're trying very hard to do. Uh, gosh, I, yeah, I don't want to say this. No, I'm not going to say that because it would give too much away. It's fine. I, it, it, I just felt instead of being as powerful as a certain other director that I think um, has done other movies that deal with that kind of thing mm-hmm. much better. He, he's a master at it. I think you probably could figure out what I'm talking about seeing the movie. They don't, it's not nowhere near the power of what this guy has done. And even in his earlier films, dealing with the more sensationalistic kind of weird, you know, tropes that come with gruesome horror. This just felt like kind of like, um, I know it felt like an afterthought. It felt, it felt weirdly like an afterthought, like, okay, well, what do we do? Um, Oh, I guess I could do this. It didn't feel, like you said, it didn't feel earned to me. So I, it wasn't as powerful. It wasn't as as I, I it was just kind of like I was like scratching my head, going, "Huh, really? Okay, all right. I guess I guess that's a way to end it." That was my reaction. I was like, "Okay, sure, that works. I guess you know." Well, <laughs> I don't know if that's necessarily the best way to the the best feeling to get out of out of horror film. You know? <laughs> no, I hear you. But uh, but yeah, I mean, we, I think we've talked about this plenty at this point. I, I will I will say once again, Robin Nevin, who she's 77, quite a trooper. I'm you know obviously there's oh, some stunt great. there's some stunt work that has to be going on with some of this. But I mean, 
a lot of there's a lot of commitment to certain aspects of this role that I think work pretty well for this movie. So um, yeah, yeah, she's she's terrific. She's terrific. So yeah. Uh, so the relic. When should people see this? Should they put it right at the top of their queue? Should they file it away? Should they watch it eventually on something else? What, what, what's going on here? Well, it's a slow time. I would say sooner as opposed to later. It's definitely it's a good it's a good midsummer movie. I think I, I would I I would watch the rental first and and then I'd maybe check out Relic. That's where I'd go. Fair enough. I I agree. I think yeah. I, I think there's I I think it's worth viewing. Maybe not right away. Um, mm-hmm. All right. So that was a review of Relic, and now we do have some additional feedback questions here as well. Let's get to this again. First up, favorite Good movie. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> favorite movie grandmother characters. Ruben has Nine Eye from The Farewell, and Chris has Dame Maggie Smith as Dowager Countess Violet Crawley in Downton Abbey. They did make a film, so that there you go. Mm. Yeah, they did make a film on that. Favorite movie grandmothers. Favorite movie grandmothers. Um, uh, the visit. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually enjoyed that movie quite a bit. It no, was it's ridiculous. Fun. It's a fun, it's a fun movie. Yeah, it's a fun movie. Uh, uh, I hate Catherine Hepburn on Golden Pond, baby. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. I it's weird. I I am uh, trying to think. Uh, oh, Ready or Not had a great grandmother. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was that was that was God. That movie was fun. The, oh my um, goodness! I saw that one, late too. And I really enjoyed that. Huh? The first, the first one that came to mind was the grandma in Paranorman, uh, who's already Ooh, deceased at yeah. that point. But she's, uh, I believe, Elaine Stritch is the voice of the grandma in that one. That's um, mm-hmm. a, a fun movie, grandma. Yeah, absolutely. I would also, well, um, you know, it's too bad Jason Voorhees didn't have kids because Pamela could have had been a grandma. <laughs> Damn, missed that. She would have been a good grandma. She would have been very loyal to her kids. Uh, I yeah, I try to. It's, I'm coming up empty on that one for the most part, but I think we cover. I think we cover. We got some good ones. A few there. interesting ones. Yeah, exactly. Next one. Here's a good one for you, Jimmy. What performers are great at screaming in movies? Todd has nah. Faye, Todd has Fay Ray and King Kong as the champ for screams. Janet Lee and Psycho. Elsa Lancaster and Bride of Frankenstein also great. Leslie Ann Warren also has a pretty awesome scream moment in Clue. Chris has nothing can beat the girl screaming on loop in Blood Freak. Justin has yeah. Bill Paxton in Aliens and Leo in Django Unchained. And Patrick has there's the Wilhelm scream and there's everybody else, right? Yeah. I, I'm i shocked no one said Jamie Lee Curtis. Nope. Like she compl- was. Yeah. I mean, she was kind of the queen of that. Um, She's fantastic at it. I uh, great screams. Um, Mark Patton in Nightmare on Elm Street Part Two. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, legitimately. Did you watch Scream Queen? What? Did you watch his the documentary on Shudder about him? No, I had no, no, I haven't seen that one. I know it exists. It's interesting. It's yeah, yeah, it's interesting. It's okay. I'm not. It's it's. I thought it'd be a little more. I don't know. There's something. It's interesting. It's it's not great, but it's interesting. I like him. He seems like an interesting guy. Oh gosh, great screams. I would say I'm trying to. I like I like I like the uh, some of the classic girls, the uh, the final girls, Amy Steele. Um, gosh, I'm trying to think of who recently. Nev Campbell is a good screamer, you know. Uh, and Barrymore in Scream also. Everyone's screaming in that movie. 
Oh gosh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's screaming. Barrymore and E.T. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, yeah. I, I, I like the Psycho one. I like, you know, I love the um, blowouts about, you know, looking for the perfect scream. So Nancy Allen, man. Uh-huh. Nancy Allen, baby. Love Nancy Allen. Blowout's one of the best movies ever made that so few people have seen. And it's like, please see that film. It's fantastic. It holds up really well. Oh, yeah. Blowout's, I mean, that's my favorite De Palma movie. So. Yeah, it's definitely one of my Hill, I think, are my favorites. Um, yeah, that's that, that, that's some good screamers. All right. Well, next question we have your favorite. What are your favorite films featuring creepy families? Todd has mm. the Sawyers in uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, yeah, no doubt. The Adams Family and The Hills Have Eyes. Uh, Jeff has the Adams Family. Justin has um, has to be Get Out, right? Or Texas, oh, gosh. Chain- Texas Chainsaw is a given. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Chris has the Fireflies from Devil's Rejects and House of a Thousand Corpses. Oh, those are all good. Uh, I would I would definitely say the Sawyer. I would I'd say the family. They're not a, a legitimate family, but the family in Near Dark, the group of vampires. Yeah, they're, they're, they're they're a family unit. That I, I would yeah, say. they're yeah. really interesting. Which is I mean, not a good day to be uh, you know Adrian um, Adrian Pazdar with the release of that new Chicks album, but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's <laughs> that's a great album by the way. Uh, I'm trying to think other families that are there. There's one that I, um, gosh, the, uh, how about ooh, the, what, what, I forget the name, but the family in the burbs that move in next door to them. Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. It's absolutely. some weird name too. It's like the Burchicks or something like that. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, there's one movie I can't, I, I, I'm like blinking on and I, it's, I, 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 I don't know why I'm just maybe too, you know, too late in the night. I don't know. The Clopex, uh, the Clopex in the burbs. That's the, that's the name. There you go. There you go. I would say definitely the Sawyers. I think they would be the ultimate. Well, I mean, yeah. Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to go back to Voorhees. That's their family. The Voorhees family. Pam, Pamela and, and Jason, the other family. So they're creepy. Um, not, te- not necessarily in this uh, context, but you know, Hey, what, the, what the hell? Oh, the, you know, again, not a not a family, like, whole community there. That that's kind of cool. Those are that kind of creepy. like that. Which one was it? Oh, the 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 community that they go to in the Howling, the original Howling. Oh, okay, yeah. You know, not a, again, not a family, a necessarily a family, but a kind of a family unit. Um, mm-hmm. You could also say Midsummer, the whole yeah. family, the, the whole community, the community in there. Yeah, the the bases. Yeah, uh, the the Bates oh, family for sure they seem to have for some issues sure. <laughs> for sure yeah God I love you you are right about Psycho is one of the greatest movies ever made that movie yeah, holds up so beautifully today it's still just an unsettling and beautiful film and I love it so much um yeah those are some good families crazy families yeah all right yeah. Um, I have one that I can't think of. I'm just blinking, so I'll no. I'll, I'll I'll come up with it later. <laughs> okay. Well, I hope you come up soon because that's gonna that's uh, that's gonna do it for this week's episode, Jimmy. We we've we've talked our movies and we've talked our feedback. Thank you everyone for the feedback as well, by the way. And uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. that is gonna do it for this week's episode. You can find more of my work at thecodezeek.com. Everything I do ends up over there. I also write Criterion reviews over wiseblue.com and movie reviews at Wheel of Entertainment. And I'm also on Twitter at Aaron's PS4. Jimmy O, where can people find more of you online? 
Uh, Joe Blow. I'm still a Joe Blow. I arrow in the head. I'm, I'm uh, doing my interviews, just writing a few reviews. Uh, of course, you can find me at Viddy Space as, as sound, on Sound Scary. You can find that on Amazon Prime as well. Uh, of course, Twitter, Jimmy Tadio. I'm on all that crap. I'm on, I'm on Periscope. I'm on uh, Periscope's still a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Snapchat. I've got Instagram. I got Facebook. I got, I got all that crap. I don't know you why. Maybe he's I, got it. <laughs> I got it. I'm on all that shit. I, I hardly do get it, but I, I'm terrible at it. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm there. I'm around. I'm easy to find. So there you go. All right. You can find all the other episodes of Out Now Theory Name on iTunes, Audioboom, Spotify, and Stitcher. Feel free to email us at outnowpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, feel free to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All of them are facebook.com slash outnowpodcast, twitter.com slash underscore podcast, and instagram.com slash underscore podcast as well. Once again, thank you very much, Jimmy O, for joining me this evening to talk Relic and the Rental. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me on, man. For sure. Glad to talk to you. Look forward to talking to you again very soon. And that's going to do it. So until next time, so long. And goodbye. And goodbye. Hey now, girl, what's the matter with me? We're on the back roads I've ever seen. Straight as a razor, kicking the dust. Digging through ditches and falling to rust. Taking the